Hello and welcome to this journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm Catalina Albanu and this week we're going to be looking at making the most of analytics in the newsroom. Audience insights need to be closely related to the goals of your organization. A report published by the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism highlighted at the end of February. The study pointed out that while publishers are aware of the importance of monitoring metrics, there are three elements that should frame their approach. The tools they have at hand, the company's structure and the newsroom culture open to working with metrics. In this podcast, we'll be hearing about two analytics tools developed by media organizations to help them better understand their audience and the stories that could interest their readers. News360 is a personalized newsreader app aggregating stories from around the web. One of its goals is to keep users returning to the app, and in order to do that, they need to serve them stories that match their interests. On the back of their research to make personalization faster and better understand their audience, the News360 team built Native AI, an analytics platform they released to publishers for free last week. Roman Karachinsky, co-founder and chief executive of News360, explains how it works. Native AI works by basically giving publishers a little piece of technology, a piece of code that they can embed um, on their site or in their apps. And what it does is it looks at uh, you know every reader that comes in and kind of tries to um, see the pattern of their consumption, right? So if you see a particular reader come in a few times over the course of a month and you know read maybe ten or fifteen articles, our goal is to try to understand you know okay why did that particular person read you know those particular articles? Is there a specific interest that's um, you know driving that engagement? Uh, is he Maybe you know this 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 person is interested in cryptocurrencies and he's reading all about you know like Bitcoin and all these things, um, or maybe he's interested in in in, in bowling um, or something else. Um, and the idea is to do this for all the readers of the of the of the publisher, right? And and this is not kind of personally identifiable. We don't know who this person is, and we don't really care like what their name is, what what their you know, gender or age. None of that really matters for the purposes of what we're doing. What we want to understand is what their sort of interests are and how they evolve. And so once we're able to do that, you know, through this process of looking at everything they do, you know, how long they spend with, this, with each story, what they do with it, whether they just read it or share it, do they finish it, like, do they scroll all the way to the end? And, and, and combining that with the analysis of the story itself, like we have more than a million different things we can detect that a story can be about, right? Anything from, like I said, bowling and cryptocurrencies all the way to specific people or companies that are mentioned in the story, um, you know, locations, products, brands, anything you can think of that might you know, signify an interest that a story might trigger, we can detect. Native AI was built after News360 started offering audience insights to the publishers that got traffic from the app. And the team decided to make the tool cover more ground. Our goal is to highlight to them things that they might not have realized by looking at regular analytics that they already use, right? So everybody has some sort of analytics suite embedded in their site or in their app, whether it's Google Analytics or, or Flurry or something else. Um, and all of them are focused on basically showing you activity, right? Showing you different events, um, you know, which stories are doing well, kind of. And that, that is helpful, especially when it comes to this kind of real-time newsroom type scenario where you need to identify um, you know, things to promote, things to post to your Facebook page, things that you need to act on kind of relatively quickly. But in that sort of rush to keep this real-time analysis going, you know, what we see is publishers often 
no, you know, they never really do any retrospective. Okay, well, you know, let's look at the past month and let's try to identify trends of what has really worked. Like, where were we able to generate the most engagement and around you know which topics? Who were the people most successful in the organization about addressing these topics? You know, what do we need to now do to make the next month you know better than the previous one? And that's sort of what we try to focus on, and that's what I feel like differentiates native AI or its purpose from most of the other analytics solutions out there. Karachinsky plans to develop native AI into a tool that can also help publishers monetize their sites by offering insights into branded content and their audience. This will work on a revenue share basis, but he plans to keep the analytics side of things free. So what are publishers missing out on when looking at their use of metrics in the newsroom? The editorial mindsets and analytics often don't work well together for just some reason. I mean, I think that being an editor is more art than science, right? It's about having this intuitive feel for, you know, how to create content that's, um, that will do well, that will gain sort of engagement that people will, will love and, and get excited about and, and sort of will impact their life. And so, and I feel like that like being in that role, it's sometimes difficult to accept that, you know, you need to look at data, you need to A-B test, you need to sort of make experiments. And sometimes things that work will not agree with your intuition. And oftentimes, like things will be completely counterintuitive where, you, you know, you see something is doing really well, and you don't necessarily understand why immediately. And so then you have to kind of go on this path of exploration of, you know, really digging deep into the data of trying to understand what is going on, why is this happening? But if you're able to do that, that will sort of you know, level you up almost in the sense of your intuition will become that much better, right? That much greater because you will suddenly gain this insight of here's actually what's going on. You, you know, you had this intuition, it was wrong. And I think that sort of coming over that hump just psychologically is, is one thing that is often very difficult. I think often, you know, there's like going to be one champion of data, uh, of the data approach of analytics in the organization. And, and they will just feel that, you know, it's kind of a, a very uphill battle <laughs> to get you know, metrics adopted, to get sort of tools adopted um, across the newsroom. But consistently what we see is that once people kind of switch that mindset, once people do embrace, you know, this technology and all kinds of different sources of data, the results are just consistently better. And, and I think that, you know, the study that you know, came out a couple of days ago um, that focused on the editorial analytics and, and kind of just this, like how different news organizations approach analytics in general and edit- editorial analytics specifically, I think that that's also kind of a big part, was a big part of that study is just kind of realizing that once you're able to use this effectively, your efficiency or your success as a publisher just, you know, goes up quite significantly. Also highlighted in the report was the lack of one metric that can measure success, or what the authors of the study called the God metric. Blanid Healy, UK editor at Mashable, agrees. I think there, there's never a sort of a single metric really that determines whether a story is successful or not. I mean, I think, you know, what's really important to us, you know, in, certainly in Mashable, is that journalists are breaking stories, that they're you know, they're uncovering angles that no one um, has seen yet. That they're diving into into big stories. There are metrics that are um, that are very useful to different people, and you know there are lots of different metrics that uh, I certainly myself would pay attention to. But I don't think there's kind of a silver bullet metric. Things obviously like you know time spent on a story that's very important. Our share figures are public, so we pay attention to shares. But you know if it's there's not a There's not a point at which we say, well, that was a successful story. The Mashable editorial team in the UK pays attention to analytics and everyone knows how to look at the key stats. Blanid uses Parsley, Google Analytics and Omniture to monitor analytics. 
But Mashable also has a team based in the United States, which is tasked with spending more time looking at metrics and passing that information on to staff. They send Mashable UK regular updates about their performance and how it compares to historical data or to other markets. But there's one tool at Mashable they use daily and which helps them find stories they might otherwise miss. Their predictive analytics tool called Velocity. Velocity is an in-house um, platform that Mashable's developed and it predicts and uh, then tracks the life, uh, the viral life cycle of digital uh, media content. So basically, to I suppose to summarize what it does, it, uh, it scours the web and it collects uh, data around how people are engaging with, with content. And then it feeds that information back into an algorithm. And that sort of, I suppose, forecasts what content is going to go viral. So that is a very important analytics tool for us. And I'd say, you know, it's something that certainly every morning that especially our journalists who are covering a more um, viral beat here in the UK, they would pay a lot of attention to that um, because it's it's designed with, you know, for for that kind of content. It can spot what's potentially going to go viral a few hours ahead of, uh, of our competition. And um, it makes, I suppose, our make certainly us here in the UK because we're quite a small team it helps us out hugely because it enables us to look at a very wide variety of sources of you know things that are really uh, being talked about on the internet and decide which ones of those we should be putting our time into covering finding out more about looking for potentially a new angle on but generally you know what is the conversation on the web at a given time and that's a piece of analytics that we would use routinely and then not only I suppose just at the start of the day but at points throughout the day. Some of the newer topics Mashable UK is covering as a result of monitoring their audience's interests are lifestyle stories, gender equality, relationships and the modern reality of dating. But not only that. Our audience in the UK is interested in our coverage, for example, of, you know, of the refugee and migrant crisis. That's been uh, something that they've been with us over, you know, over the long, the last few months on and continue to be. Um, and it's why we've put effort into making sure that we're covering that from different angles. So there's quite a diverse range of interests. There's not one sort of specific thing. And at the same time, then they're also you know, interested in the, the core elements of what Mashable has always been. And that's, you know, a site um, that covers web culture and uh, conversations that are happening um, on the Internet and also, you know, how the Internet is shaping our, our lives. So it's, a, it's quite a wide set of interests. So what happens when your stories don't do as well as expected? Certainly there are times when we think, you know, I think every news organization experiences that when you think that they're going to care, uh, your audience is going to care about something specific and it turns out to not be the case. But I think then it's important to look back at not only, it's not always just that they didn't care about a specific thing, but maybe it was the way that you were telling it. Um, So I think, you know, exploring how you were telling the story you know, what did the headline look like? Were you, uh, did you use the right format? Um, did you re- use the right kind of storytelling involved in, in how you decided to put the story across? I think that that's sometimes all as important as, well, it was just the topic that failed. So, you know, I think it's, it's worth having that kind of look back when something doesn't work. You've been listening to a journalism.co.uk podcast. Visit our website for more coverage of audience insights. And if you'd like to recommend analytics tools and tips that helped you in your work, tweet us at Journalism News.